0: Thank you for joining me for this week's episode. You're listening to the Sandoval Bench Podcast. I'm your host Daniel Sandoval. Uh, for this week, wanted to recap week one of the NFL season, uh, make my picks for week two, uh, discuss the Aaron Rodgers injury, and then also discuss Team USA. Uh, they lost the the FIBA World Cup to well, they lost a few games, uh, but the most recent one they lost to uh, Canada, so they didn't medal in Canada winning the uh, the bronze. And uh, Germany winning the gold, uh, going undefeated. Let's start with that. Um, yeah, Team USA losing. You know, this is obviously the C team. I liked the roster that they had, you know, um, off the top of the head. Uh, Jalen Brunson, uh, Mikael Bridges. Um, who else do you have there? Um, Edwards, obviously, was like the the alpha of the team. Um, you know, then you had Jaron Jackson Jr., not not great rebounding. Um, you had uh, Brandon Ingram. Um, you know, so you had some, oh, Tyrese Halliburton. Love Halliburton. Um, you had some good players, obviously, uh, but this isn't like, you know, you didn't have LeBron, Kim Durant, Steph, even, you know, Damian Lillard, Booker. You didn't have these guys, right? Um, and, you know, they lost to Germany. Uh, they lost to, to uh, Canada, you know, Canada had a, had a good roster, right? Right. If we want to go through that, who's from Canada, who plays, um, you know, led by Shea Gilgis, Alexander, Uh, Lou Dort is there. Um, I don't – I fucking hate Dylan Brooks, but, you know, he's on the team. You know what's the most annoying part of this? Uh, Not just that Team USA lost. Team USA losing to Canada and Dylan Brooks popping off for 39 points, the most annoying player in the NBA, uh, sticking it to uh, the United States of America. Uh, but other, other Canadian basketball players uh include RJ Barrett, Andrew Wiggins, uh Jamal Murray, even though Jamal Murray wasn't there, but uh Kelly Linnick got some minutes. Like they have a a good roster, you know, and they were um one of my favorites to uh, to win the gold out after the United States. Uh, but yeah, Germany, as I said, went undefeated, led by Dennis Schroeder and um they be did they beat Serbia? Not Serbia, um I don't know, I forget. They beat somebody, right? And uh, yeah, but TBSA, they just uh, struggled the entire way. But it's obviously the first time meddling for Canada, so big win for them. They got a lot of uh, basketball talent there. Um, There's a lot of great recruits that come from Canada, move to the United States, and and start their uh, basketball career, whether in college or or to the NBA. But um, then I I love how immediately after this, uh, everyone's just destroying – um, the United States and Steve Kerr. Um, you know, I don't think it's on Steve Kerr. I think it's on the players. Um, also, like adjusting to international play. International basketball is a lot different. Different rules. Uh, more physical, for sure. Um, you know, and smaller guards struggle a lot. Anthony Edwards had big moments in this. Um, he is that guy. Um, you know, definitely was the alpha of the team. Um, you know, shot selection. Is always interesting. Uh, But, you know, some of these guys are are used to having the ball in their hands a lot. So it's a little bit different when uh, you're asked to play differently. And it's a a select team. So they don't practice a lot. There's not continuity. Some of these other teams have a lot of continuity. They've been playing together for a while. Um, But, you know, I think this. Obviously the United the rest of the countries, the rest of the world have, have caught up to the United States ever since the dream team, uh the original dream team. Uh but you know, you don't have those 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 um, you know, top level upper echelon players like like I said, LeBron, you know, Carmelo, Kobe, Dwayne Wade, you know, old, old school names, you know, Jordan, Barkley. Um, you don't have Shaq. You know you don't have these big names that, that used to be there like Carl Malone and all that stuff. So um, it's a little different. And now you know players aren't as vested. But all of a sudden now that that Team USA lost and got embarrassed, um, now uh, LeBron is out there. He's recruiting. He's recruiting other stars. He's gonna call it the last dance. He wants to have Steph Curry there, which Steph Curry hasn't hasn't played a lot because he he's had some some um some injuries early in his career, and then also because recently he's been playing in a lot of uh, finals, right? In the NBA finals. So he's played a lot of games, regular season and playoffs and finals included over the last few years. So it's a lot of wear and tear in his body. And they want him uh, to prolong his career as much as possible, obviously. So, um, but yeah. So now. <laughs> Uh, LeBron's recruiting. Uh Ky- Kyrie's in- interested. All of a sudden Kyrie Irving wants to play basketball and represent the United States of America. Okay. Uh Devin Booker has already agreed to play. Um, so LeBron is in. And then if you can get Kevin Durant and Steph, um, and then you get LeBron, Devin Booker, um, even Kyrie. Then I, I don't I don't care who else you have, like that that team's gonna win. Gold medal, obviously. Um so now we have to call on all of our best players. It's like you're assembling the Avengers to try to try to win another gold for uh, Team USA. But I mean, with the roster we had, we should we should still win the gold medal. There's no excuses, and we have the two of the best coaches there involved: Steve Kerr and Eric Spolstra. You guys know how much I love uh, Eric Spolstra. I think he's just a phenomenal coach, um, and Steve Kerr's great too. And this isn't on Steve Kerr. Uh, this isn't on them at all. Um, I mean. It's just, like, roster-wise. I liked the roster. I'm going to say it again. I like the roster. I just think uh, maybe uh, players weren't willing to make uh, certain sacrifices that they needed to make uh, to be successful in the tournament. All right, moving on to the NFL. Uh, first week is in the books. It was a very uh, interesting first week. First of all, my, my picks were, were wrong from the first game, from that first Thursday game uh, with the Lions being the Chiefs. Um, We'll get into that later. Uh, so firstly, yeah, I want to discuss the Sunday night game we had. Or no, not Sunday night. Um, sorry, I'm a little unorganized right now. Um, Monday night, we had the Bills and the Jets. Uh, tough break for New York Jets fans. Um, and Also, Aaron Rodgers, uh, 39 years old. You know, he was excited about going to New York. Had gone to a bunch of Rangers games and Knicks games, all this stuff. He's like, you know face of the city, right? Everyone's excited because uh, this franchise is, hasn't had a, a Super Bowl winning quarterback since Joe Namath. Oh, well, I guess if you want to consider Joe Flacco too, but you know when they signed him, he wasn't the same. You know, it just wasn't the same as bringing in Aaron Rodgers, right? Um, by all accounts, their roster, they have a, a, a Super Bowl winning t- or Super Bowl caliber team, I should say. Uh, defensively, they have some weapons on the offensive side of the ball. Offensive line was a little suspect, which we saw uh, in this game. Um, you know, Robert Sala, I, I like I think he's a good coach. Um, but three plays in, Aaron Rodgers gets sacked, uh, and he tore his Achilles. And, uh, yeah, so he's out for the year. Zach Wilson enters the game. Zach Wilson looks uh, lost, as Zach Wilson has looked. Um, he just... He's just not the guy, and now they have to look. They're scrambling, looking for other quarterbacks. But um, yeah, I I just feel for Jets fans. It's like they're cursed. I feel I do feel for Aaron Rodgers, but not a Rodgers guy. But you hate to see it end like that. I mean, at 39 years old, it's really a lot to ask for a football player at that age, that much experience to be able to recover from a torn Achilles this late in his career. Um, he has nothing left to prove in his career. I don't think he needs to try to come back. But if he does, like that would be a tremendous um, comeback for sure. Especially in like the history of sports, I think, given his age and the and the position and the hits that you take, that's a lot. But um, and he was considering he was talking about playing until forty five or something. But um, I don't know. Like Brady played a long time, obviously, but he never had to come back from an Achilles tear that. Late in his career, you know, he had the ACL, but he was what was it like early 30s when that happened? Uh, so 39, 20 kilos. I'm not sure, uh, if he can do that, but yeah, it's just tough. It was a devastating loss, um, for the New York Jets fans and, and for Aaron Rodgers. But uh, on the other side of the ball, um, I think I picked the bills to win this game, right? Um, Josh Allen, um, I have some serious concerns about Josh Allen, um twenty nine to forty one, three interceptions, sacked five times, It looked completely lost out there, like didn't look comfortable. Give you know, mind you, the Jets do have good defense, but um I mean we've been anointing Josh Allen as this next the next great thing. We're for quarterbacks. We said he was gonna win the M V P hasn't done that, said he was gonna go to the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl, hasn't done that. Um but for opening game he threw three interceptions to a Jets team that he should be able to dominate, um, you know, even even running the ball, rushing. He only rushed for thirty six yards, and yeah, couldn't find his guys. And you know, besides Stefan Diggs, you know, one hundred two yards, one touchdown. But other than that, wasn't able to spread the ball around efficiently. Um, wasn't comfortable. I think he's regressed because you know he's had a couple years where he's so dominant. It looks like he's the best quarterback. And then kind of falters towards the end of the season, but this is not the way you want to start the season, obviously. But so my concern is if is is Josh Allen, you know, regressing in terms of, of uh, mechanics? Is he going is he throwing back on his back foot like he used to do? Not throwing all the way, kind of just lobbing it up in the air. Um, it looks like he's his tendencies are kind of back to what the issue was when he was coming out of Wyoming, which was accuracy. Um, you know, trying to run too soon, you know, not letting the pocket break down and then just escaping immediately. Um, so that's a concern for sure. Um, but yeah, Jets pulled that off in overtime 22-16. to 16. Sunday night game was just abysmal. Uh, you had the Cowboys uh, dominating the Giants 40-0. to zero. Um, Let's see. Even, even though Dak Prescott didn't look didn't really look that great. He looked a little pedestrian, 143 yards, uh, passing, you know, 13 completions, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, but Daniel Jones, just terrible. He looked terrible. He was sacked seven times, two interceptions. Uh, Saquon was ineffective, which I expected because of the holdout and uh, lack of the uh, the contract extension. You know, if he misses training camp, he's, they're just not going to be effective at all, right? Uh, But to put up nothing, uh, opening night against your rival, not a good look. You know, in my opinion, the NFC is wide open outside of 49ers and the Eagles. Like, that's probably it. Speaking of the Eagles, struggled against the Patriots, uh, barely escaping that one, 25 to 20. You know, they had a good lead and um, let the Patriots back in. For the Patriots, though, it was pretty interesting to me. It was uh, uh, Mac Jones threw 54 times. Uh, 35 completions, three touchdowns. He looked a lot better than he did uh, the last couple years. Um, yeah, able to get some some different guys involved. Had um, three receivers with at least five receptions. Um, a lot of different targets there. So, yeah, Patriots are going to be better this year, I believe, um, even after just this one game. Uh, hard to uh, take the first week and then, you know, um, you know, create a trend for the rest of the season. Like, oh, okay, because Dallas won 40 0 first game, they're going to win the Super Bowl. Like, no, I just don't believe that. But based on what, um, you know, Mac Jones was able to do against the the, not the Patriots, the uh, the Eagles' defense uh, with that many attempts, that like they're really throwing it out and letting them pass and really letting him take lead and control of the offense, uh, I think that's a good sign because they didn't have that, you know, the last couple of years. And for the Eagles, I do expect them to, you know, be great this year, Uh, either one or two as far as um, seeding goes for the playoffs. One thing to keep an eye on, especially for fantasy uh, implications, Uh, they brought in uh, DeAndre Swift um, from Detroit. He only had one attempt this game, three yards. The leading running back was Kenneth Gainwell uh, with 14 attempts, which um, when I was Blacked out doing my fantasy draft. Uh, other people drafted him for me, and then I dropped him right before the season. And then he had a pretty good uh, fantasy start. Um, so now I'm I'm trying to get him again. So I put a, a waiver wire in for him. Um, yeah, bad choice by me. <clears throat> uh, next game was the Dolphins and Chargers. Uh, this one I think I opened up with the I had the Dolphins winning this one. Uh, Tua looked great. Um, you know, they really had to uh, hit 45 attempts, three touchdowns. Uh, they threw the ball a lot there. Tyreek Hill had an amazing game. 11 receptions, 215 yards, two touchdowns, 15 targets. Uh, no one else had more than seven targets. Um, Jalen Waddle needs more targets, though. He only had five. Um, brought in four of those receptions. <clears throat> the only thing I, I worry about as far as the Dolphins go is their running game. Um, you know, I, I don't like that Raheem Mozart is their leading running back with 10 attempts. Um, you know, he did have a decent game, I guess, um, in the small attempts that he had. But, you know, this is mostly a passing team, especially with those weapons outside uh, with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. They have good defense. <clears throat> I think the whole, th- or the whole season for the Dolphins relies on the health of Tuatoga Viola. Um, if he can stay healthy, not take as many hits, um, you know, because he's had a lot of concussions and and major injuries since uh, playing quarterback at Alabama, um, then they could be really good. Chargers, same thing, same old story with the Chargers. Um, they had a pretty balanced attack as far as uh, the running game goes. You know, the, the carries they split the carries with Joe Kelly and Austin Eckler each had sixteen to piece. Uh, both played really well as far as fantasy numbers go, um, and uh, Eckler having the more receptions. Justin Herbert looked he looked okay. He didn't look like you know like a top top tier quarterback that he he can be. Uh, but it's the same same issues with them: the play calling, uh, the decision making, um, the late game collapses. Uh, they end up losing thirty six thirty four. Packers and Bears. I was actually really impressed with Jordan Love. I know it's against the Bears, and the Bears are going to be bad, but um, he still looked really good. Uh, 245 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, Running game was okay. Um, A.J. Dillon had most of the carries, 13. Um, Only averaged uh, one and a half yards uh, per attempt. Aaron Jones had... um, Great game. Leading receiver. It's kind of weird that um, two reception, 86 yards, but no one else had a lot of targets. So as far as fantasy-wise goes, um, I'd be uh, be careful as far as uh, which Packers receivers you decide to start. I wouldn't start any of them um, unless you're really desperate because outside of – I mean, the only one that you can really count on each week would be Aaron Jones as far as fantasy goes. Everyone else, it could be, you know, they might spread the ball a lot, but um, you don't have a consistent number one there. And then as far as the Bears go, um, you know, same old stuff. Justin Fields leading the team in rushing yards. And then you have, um, yeah, you know, one turnover. Uh, Mooney looks good, though. Mooney, the receiver, uh, he was at a good fantasy team or fantasy game, uh, 53 yards and a touchdown, but... Other than that, I think I think there's pretty much just like one two fantasy players that you should hold on to, and that's uh, Mooney and then also uh, Justin Fields obviously. Uh, but they'll probably be you know, they'll finish top five uh, worst team record wise in the NFL this year. Uh, Rams. He had Rams and Seahawks. Uh, Rams ended up winning thirty to thirteen. Now, Cooper Cup is on the IR, so he can't come back until like week five. So that was my that was my second pick in the uh, my fantasy draft. So I'm already behind that way. Um, let's see who is. So the number one. Um, what's his name? Uh, The receiver, Nakua, he had 15 targets, 10 receptions, 119 yards. Um, And then Atwell had six receptions, 119 yards. Um, So those are the two receivers kind of fiddling in uh, for Cooper Cup. And Matthew Stafford is having, you know, he he had 334 yards. He's still very talented. And he was was available in both of my fantasy leagues. No one drafted him at all. So I picked him up in both leagues. Um, And... Yeah, I mean, they looked good, and they're obviously they're not going to tank. I don't know. You know, they're in rebuilding mode. They had a lot of rookies in the roster. They don't have a lot of depth, but they still have um, top-tier talent as far as uh, roster goes. Their best players are you know, they're just a little top-heavy, and, and they're a couple years older since they won the Super Bowl, but, you know, they still have a lot of talent there. And then uh, Seahawks, um, they couldn't get anything going offensively. Geno Smith looked very pedestrian, uh, barely over 100 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Ken Walker, you know, struggle on the ground. I thought they should have gave Kenneth Walker a little bit more carries, uh, run the ball a little bit more. Um, But, yeah, they just could not string enough um, successful drives together. Okay, I was very interested in the Denver uh, Broncos-Vegas Raiders game, and uh, mainly because I wanted to see if uh, Sean Payton can kind of help fix Russell Wilson. Um, did not did not happen uh, the same thing happened that's been happening the last since last year is that the uh, Broncos they find themselves in low scoring games every time right um, this one's 17 to 16 and they lose those games uh, they just can't win close games like uh, good teams find ways to win even if they're playing terribly and uh, the Raiders found a way to win this one I mean Russell Wilson did look good. You know, he looked a little bit better, two touchdowns, no, no turnovers, but, um, you know, the uh, passing offense wasn't thoroughly through for 177 yards. Um, Sean Payton, you know, they started the see- the season off with an onside kick, didn't get it, um, so then Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, led the team, led the Raiders to a late drive, uh, winning the game, and, you know, they they looked okay. Jacoby Myers, uh, 81 yards, two touchdowns. Um, you know Devontae Adams, he looked all right too. You know he was able to find um, Jimmy Garoppolo was able to find him uh, a few times there. But um, yeah, I don't I don't think it's going to be a good year for the Broncos. Still, Raiders probably. You know I think they're going to flirt with um, a playoff spot, probably a wild card spot. Then they could, I think they could finish nine and eight. Uh, Titans and Saints. This game was awful. It was like it's like entering the fourth quarter. It was like nine to six or something. Uh, typical Tennessee Titans game. Um, Tannehill is awful, awful game. Uh, three interceptions, sacked three times. Um, yeah, and you know DeAndre Hopkins actually looked decent. Uh, seven receptions, sixty-five yards. Um, you know, I was surprised that you know he said that. There's a few teams that didn't call him back when you know teams that he was interested in. I think it was the Chiefs, the Niners, and I want to say the Giants also. There's another team there. I forgot which one it was. Um, but yeah, the the game was close. Given that Tanhill threw three interceptions, they still were in the game at the end. Um, Saints pulled away, sixteen to fifteen. I guess the Saints are gonna win the the division, right? Because it's it's pretty weak. It's either them or um, Tampa, I guess. At this point, uh, next game was pretty boring. We had the Baltimore Ravens and Houston Texans. Baltimore winning twenty-five to nine. C.J. Stroud looked pretty good actually. Not 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 many uh, not any turnovers actually. Uh, just sacked five times. So uh, Texans got to fix that offensive line there. I was surprised with how many pass attempts. Uh, Stroud had 44 Uh, they didn't really rely on the running game as much as I thought they would Um, yeah they were really able to get um, some receivers involved Um, Baltimore is a pretty good defense though so you know they're not they weren't going to score that much but I do like what I saw from uh, from Stroud and that offense to um, you know not obviously not scoring wise but um, staying aggressive and then on Baltimore's side you know uh, Lamar Jackson looked you know, uh, pretty pedestrian, uh, was able to escape from the pocket, but obviously I don't, I don't think they want him to uh, rush as much as he has in the past. Um, Odell Beckham was like their big signing this offseason. He only had two receptions, 37 yards. Uh, Zay Flowers, a rookie, uh, nine receptions, 78 yards, so he seems like he's going to be the number one wide receiver. And then a uh, tough loss for them, uh, J.K. Dobbins. Uh, I think he also tours his his Achilles or maybe I think it was his Achilles not his ACL so he's out for the year Um, next game was the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Colts the Jags uh, you had Trevor Lawrence looks great I think this is going to be a big year for him Uh, Travis Etienne uh, he's the bell cow there he had had 18 carries which is a lot in today's NFL because you know most teams now they kind of do a running back by committee so you have 15 here uh, 10 here for another guy, but he had 18. Uh, Calvin Ridley's back from suspension after his gambling fiasco last year. Um, over 100 yards, 11 targets, and a touchdown. Um, so he's a he's a true number one receiver. It seems like, but um, I always kind of put him as a, a number two. But you know he's he's the number one guy there. Seems like. Um, Anthony Richardson. I liked what I saw from Richardson. Um, you know He was able to escape from the pocket, scored um, on a rushing touchdown, Then also had a passing touchdown. Ten rushing attempts, 40 yards. Um, but good in the pocket. Very raw, obviously, but he has the physical attributes uh, to be a good quarterback in this league. I think he has a chance to be the best quarterback in this draft class. I would take him over uh, the other quarterbacks that got drafted. Um, I think... Oh, also the Jonathan Taylor news for that. Um, he's on physically unable to perform list, so he's going to be out for five, six weeks. They're still trying to trade him, so uh, fantasy owners, which includes me, um, I expect him to be on another team. And then once he's on another team, then his value will go up, and you'll probably receive some, some trade interest for sure. Um, And then you have the Cardinals and Commanders. I don't even really care about this game, but the Commanders won 20-16. Josh Dobbs started uh, started at quarterback for the Cardinals. Um, Yeah, they're they're trying to tank. They're trying to lose. They're trying to get uh, Caleb Williams out of USC. You know, reigning Heisman winner, which Caleb Williams looks amazing already this season for uh, the USC Trojans. Um, You know, his talent... There's a reason why a lot of scouts have said he has uh, Patrick Mahomes type talent. Like he can he can do similar um, passes and, and and kind of like those trick plays and stuff. But if he can just consistently throw the deep ball and intermediate passes and escape the pocket, he's gonna be very good. I think he's a it's a surefire, uh, can't miss prospect. I think um, and I think that's who the Cardinals are going for. But there was also reports that his dad said that um, he's willing to go back to college which i do not believe at all that he's willing to risk injury again next year by playing college football just because he doesn't like whatever situation it is that whoever has a number 1 draft pick in this coming draft which you know he doesn't have to report he can he can be traded somewhere else he could do what Eli Manning did just refuse and then go instead of to the Chargers, just go to the, the Giants. You could do that if you wanted to do that. Uh, Panthers and Falcons, you had uh, Falcons winning 24 to 10. This is one of my few picks that I got right. Um, Bryce Young, two interceptions. He struggled a little bit. Uh, one touchdown, though. Miles Sanders was a leading running back there. Um, the Falcons, I think, could be interesting. Uh, Bajan Robinson was like the big pick, he only had 10 rushing attempts. And then you had um, Agle- Al Gear is his last name. I don't even know who that is, but he was the leading running back, two touchdowns, seventy-five yards. Uh, Desmond Ritter. I'm not a hundred percent sold on Desmond Ritter, but he only had three uh, incompletions, uh, no turnovers, uh, four sacks there as well. And then Buccaneers had a big win on the road against uh, Minnesota. Baker Mayfield, the great, no turnovers, two touchdowns. Um, they need to strengthen their running back or their uh, running game Uh, white only had 2.3 yards per carry um evans was a leading uh, receiver there and cousins you know he's going to be able to put up big numbers every year especially in that offense and with justin jefferson but i don't know if consistently he can be relied on um just a lot of moments late in games big games where they don't he, they don't capitalize right and I mean it's week one so I'm not going to overreact uh, but losing 2017 to the Buccaneers who I mean, they're kind of lost as far as direction like they're they're kind of in the middle of like oh should we tank are we rebuilding or are we going to try to go for it with some of the veterans we have but then they brought in Baker Mayfield so you don't really have it at the quarterback position um, but like I, I've said before the the NFC is wide open in my opinion outside of uh, the Eagles and 49ers. Um you have the Cowboys, but I don't think they're that serious of a contender. I would put the Cowboys and the Vikings kind of in the same boat. Like they can win 11, 12 games. You know, Vikings winning thirteen games last year. I don't think they win thirteen games this year, but if those two teams, you know, make it to the to the playoffs or a number one or number two seed, let's just say for example, like I don't I don't believe in those teams at all. The only two teams I would trust in the NFC, are the 49ers and the Eagles like second tier? I would just probably put the Lions by themselves. Uh, which speed of Lions winning that opening night game against the Chiefs, uh, off of pick six, which was deflected off of Tooney, um, or Tony. And yeah, it, it, Tony's problem, his problem at a um. Uh, in New York for the Giants was drops and look what happened with the Chiefs and it was taken back you know Kelsey was out but uh the Lions are great uh Monron St. Brown put up great numbers golf was very good last year they have 28 touchdowns and six interceptions something like that he was consistent um if he could do that again this year stay healthy just find his guys and their defense was good um yeah, then they they can they're definitely gonna win the division in my opinion, um, but I would put them in that second tier as far as NFC goes. Uh, Bengals and Browns, uh, Browns beat uh, the Bengals twenty four to three. They've had their number the last uh, couple of years. Um, Bengals, you know, they started off pretty slow last year as well. Uh, I think they start off zero two, or like they're like two and four, something like that. Uh, they struggled, but then, you know, they, they came on as of late. And I think the same thing might be happening this year. Uh you had Joe Burrow seemed uncomfortable, had uh what do he have he had like thirty five yards, something like that. Um, they just had no well, oh, eighty two yards. There you go, eighty two yards. They had no offense whatsoever. And uh Browns are good. Uh led by Nick Chubb as far as the running game goes. But um uh, yeah, that's how the Browns are gonna be successful is if they just Run first, and then they just bring in um, Deshaun Watson to make you know just the consistent throws. He doesn't need to throw for 400 yards or anything like that. Um, And then you had 49ers and Steelers, 49ers destroying the Steelers 30 to 7. Brock Purdy looked great, Uh, he looked poised. Um, he looked like the true leader of that team. Brandon Ayuk looked great with two touchdowns. Um, the defense looked great. Bosa looked like he missed no time after they signed him to that contract extension. He's now the highest-paid defensive player um, in NFL history, passing Aaron Donald, which is fine, you know, because he's he led the league in sacks. Um, he's still young. Um, so yeah, sign him to five years, $170 million was, I thought was the right move for them for sure. Um, Steelers offensively looked completely lost. Kenny Pickett looked completely uncomfortable the entire time. And a lot of people were excited about the Steelers and picked the Steelers to win this game, but, uh, there's no way this, this 49ers are one of the most complete teams in the NFL. Um, was very interested to see how Brock Purdy is going to play. You know, starting the season as, as the number one starter and see how he plays his whole season under his belt as a starter. Very excited to see that, but I think they could be uh, the number one or number two seed in the NFC this year. Okay, moving on to week two of the NFL season. We have uh, that Thursday game. We have Vikings at Eagles. Uh, Eagles are the favorite as minus 310. I'm taking the Eagles to win that one. And then uh, the 17th, you have Ravens at Bengals. I'm taking the Bengals, minus 185. Bears at Tampa, taking Tampa at home, minus 145. Packers and Falcons. I'm going with the... Well, Packers are only two-point favorites. Uh, I'm taking the money line there, minus 130. Colts at Texans. The Colts are favored at... Minus one and a half. I'm going Colts on the road. Minus 125. Then we have the Chiefs at the Jaguars. Uh, The Jags are... Oh. The Chiefs are uh, minus three. Favored by three points in Jacksonville. I'm going to take the upset here. Nothing to do with the first loss for the Chiefs. I'm just going to take Jacksonville because... I don't know. I'm just gonna take Jacksonville. It seems like a seems like a good choice right now. Plus 145. Uh, Raiders at Bills. The Bills are heavily favored at minus 145. I'm gonna take the Raiders on the road. Why the the Bills are favored eight and a half points over the road? That seems kind of crazy. Um, Yeah, I'm taking the Raiders uh, plus three ten. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that. Chargers at Titans. I'm taking the Chargers minus one sixty five. Dolphins at Patriots. I'm taking the Patriots plus one twenty five. Dolphins favored by two and a half. Giants at Cardinals. I'm taking taking the Giants minus two forty five in Arizona. Uh, Seahawks and Lions. The Lions are favored by minus five and a half. I'm taking uh, Lions in Detroit at uh, minus two forty. And then Sunday night game is, let's see, that one is, oh, this week we have two two Monday night games this week. We have Browns at Steelers and Saints at Panthers. Like, okay, it's decent. Let's us where there's two games. Um, so for the first one, we have the Browns favored. Uh, they're minus 135. I'm going to take the Steelers at home, uh, plus 115. And then Saints at Panthers I'm taking the Saints uh, minus 175 and other uh, we have commanders at Broncos I'm going Broncos I guess minus actually you know what I'm going commanders plus 155 Broncos are favored by uh, minus three and a half and then we have the Jets at the Cowboys. That's another game there. That one doesn't have a doesn't have any any um, betting lines or anything like that. Yeah, it doesn't have a point spread yet because uh, Jets don't know. I guess who their week two starter is It's probably Zach Wilson. But either way, I'm taking the Cowboys to win that, and I will take take the money line on that. Forty uh, Nine ers are heavily favored against the Rams minus. 7.5. I'll take the Niners on the road minus 350. Um, and yeah, that's our those are our picks for week two. Uh, have a pretty good slate there. I wonder why they did the they did one Monday night game this week instead of instead of two. Like usually they did like the opening Monday night games. They had two games. It was always like the Raiders like the Broncos or something. But uh, I guess this year they waited to do waiting for it to be uh, they wait to week two to do two games so uh but yeah those are my picks so hopefully we'll do better this week uh, but yeah thanks for listening that's all i have for this episode and then we'll, we'll be back uh next week to recap uh week two of the season and then um, talk about any other storylines that uh need to be addressed thank you